It's the Big Big House Morning Show Podcast. This story is just weird. This lady called 911 because she said that she was being followed by a squirrel who tugged on her pant leg. <laughs> I can't even say it without laughing. <laughs> who tugged on her pant leg to get help. So here's what happened. She said she was being stalked by a squirrel. This is in Virginia. She's being stalked by a squirrel. Um, it was following her down this trail. It stood in her way on the trail. Then she was like, well, he's trying to tell me something. So I'm going to follow him around the park. The squirrel led her down a trail to a baby squirrel with an injured leg. Then the squirrel began to tug on her pant leg. Wow. She said that she realized that a cat was attempting to attack the mom and baby squirrel. So, of course, the most logical thing, she called 911. Because <laughs> that's what you do. I don't know what, I mean. When you see nature happen. <laughs> right. I mean, I get it. You don't want to jump into nature happening and get scratched or bit or clawed or sure, whatever. Sure, But yeah. they said when the officers arrived, both squirrels were patiently sitting with her on the ground. And I don't know if they were going to arrest the cat or what. I mean, cat was just go- doing cat things. I feel like the squirrel is, at one point in the story is just going to start talking. <laughs> right? It's like, oh, oh, we're living a Disney movie now. You okay. know, it's funny. I was actually talking with Davis about the Balaam's talking donkey. So it, it's possible. God made a donkey talk. There he you could go. make a squirrel talk. Yeah. The fi- I'll just say the final line of the story. Investigators did not say what became of the mean cat. In later news, Disney now has a new movie coming out. Right. This lady and her talking squirrel. A deputy, he was sitting in a Zaxby's here in Florida, and a kid came up and was like, hey, can I pray for you? Just sitting there eating his salad. Literally, he's eating a salad. I, I can't. I have a hard time with that menu item. <laughs> I didn't even know they had salads called salads. That's, yeah, I, I have nothing against Zaxby's, but I do have a problem with the name salad. <laughs> But um, so this deputy is Cam- Cameron Tucker and young man named Juan came over and said, can I pray over you and if, over your protection? And he and the deputy and his wife were sitting there and he said, yeah. And the wife said, you could feel the presence of the Holy Spirit. He was on fire for God and the presence of the spirit was in the room. And she shared it. It has, well, as of the other day, it had like 25,000 likes on Facebook. Yeah. I'm sure that's probably tripled by now. That's a beautiful picture. It really is. I mean, he's got the his hand on the police officer's shoulder. It's just, it's awesome. Yeah. And, you know, just in the past couple of days, we've seen the the news with the, the deputy who was um, sentenced to 10 years in prison mm-hmm. after that. Just tragic. It just it's a horrible situation. And hopefully you have seen the image of the brother of the victim hugging her mm-hmm. a hug of forgiveness. I mean, I think that that is really, really powerful. It makes me think of that verse in Romans where sin abounded, grace abounded more. Yeah. You know, just the darkness can always be eliminated by the light. And mm-hmm. you see these beautiful things and it just reminds us of of God's love. So get on board for the 1024 project. That's a great way to show love to myspiritfm.com. Is there anything more sad than like thinking of a, a high school marching band with no football team to play for? There's out there marching. That's pretty sad. Drumline going. Yeah. No football game. No football fans. Who are they pumping up? I don't know. No one. Who's halftime? <laughs> what halftime are they playing? 
No halftime. Never no halftime. No game. Well, it was a match made in heaven in Michigan. There's a high school football team that found themselves without a high school band. And there was a school that had a band, but no football team. And with their powers combined, they became one complete football game. High school football game. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? They said that the Glen Lake team invited Forest Area School to play at their game. Um, they had to drive an hour to come to the game, but they said, we will do it. We are just so excited. We've been playing for years with no football team to play for. Yeah. That's great they didn't have to travel cross country for this. That's true. It seems like such a unique case for both of these schools mm-hmm. to not yeah. have the football team or not have the band. Yeah. I think it feels like a, a plot line of like a Hallmark movie or something, though, where like, you know, the two sides, but in the movie, the two sides are enemies because that makes it more interesting, right? Mm-hmm. They're two enemies and they realize that, well, I have this that you need and you have this that I need. And I guess we might as well come together but we're not going to be friends and yeah. then by the end they're friends or, right. or more than friends <laughs> wink wink do you feel like maybe your prayer life is filled with distractions You're like mm-hmm. i'm going to buckle down i'm going to spend you know 10 minutes every morning in prayer you're really focused and then all of a sudden you're like eight minutes went by and i was daydreaming or i got pulled in these 10 different directions by all these different things popping around in my head exactly i think it's really hard <laughs> right it's really hard to um, compartmentalize and just be in that space of prayer. Oh, absolutely. So how about a notebook? One notebook that can save your prayer life. And I'm imagining this notebook, um, like maybe every page has the date on it and then a line down the middle. I like, I already like seeing it organized. Mm-hmm. It makes me happy on the inside. <laughs> so Designing it in your head. Yeah. So grab this notebook. The first column is your to-do list. So while you're praying, if something pops in your head that is like, oh, yeah, I forgot I have to blank, write it down on the page. Then you can let it go out of your head. It's no longer something that you're like, I can't forget this. This is really important. So Mm -hmm. just jot it down real quick and then shift your mind back to God. The other column is the people or the situations that pop in your head during prayer. Now, these aren't necessarily a a bad distraction. This might be where God is leading your prayer and what God wants you to pray for. Yeah. So write down those names, write down those situations, and then you can use that kind of to keep track of who you've been praying for, but also to, you know, see where God has been answering those prayers. It's a good idea. Yeah. I think there's something about having a pen or pencil in our hand and writing while we pray that adds a new layer of um, like something tangible, obviously, like literally something tangible to it. And you never know, it might change your, it might change your prayer life. Mm -hmm. It might get you to focus a little bit better. It might get you to see God's blessings a little bit better. And then you can also go back to those people and you say, hey, you know what? You popped in my head the other day. Look, I wrote it right here. You're (laughs) Right. right here in my journal. The day you hand your teenager a smartphone, is probably like a very, very terrifying day. You have to pray your way through that day for sure. Absolutely. But there are some apps that police are saying, hey, you need to be on the lookout for these apps if you have a young person who's, you know, who's using a smartphone. The thing is, some of them I think are pretty obvious. Like if I had a 16-year-old and they had a smartphone and I saw Grindr or if I saw Whisper, I'd be like, "Mm, 
Those I mean, don't sound great. Right, yeah. right. Just the names themselves. Maybe they are safe, but I'm going to look at them because the names lead me to believe it's something a little bit nefarious mm-hmm. going on or maybe something a little bit dangerous. But it's. I think it's the ones that are um, either commonly used, like Snapchat um, or WhatsApp, these ones that are commonly used, and but there's the open door for them to be abused or to be a an avenue for online bullying or right. sharing inappropriate pictures. Mm-hmm. I think those are the ones that we definitely have to be on the lookout for. Some of them have pretty safe sounding names, though. There's one called Kick. Yeah. K-I-K. Yeah. Actually, parents aren't going to have to worry about that one soon because it's shutting down. Oh, that's the one that's going away. So, yeah, it's going away. Well, thank goodness, because that one it was specifically for kids, but anyone can join or contact or direct message kid on there so That's scary yeah it's like it's like okay well nick jr is meant for kids but anybody can watch it right. it's not like they keep people out so yeah. well that's good that that one is going away ask fm that sounds like uh, like you'd be listening to like a radio station or something or like a, a radio app yeah FM. ask fm well it encourages people to allow anonymous users to ask them questions which of course then opens the door for online bullying. Yeah, yeah, I think I and could. inappropriate questions. Yeah, inappropriate questions, right. And then, of course, this one has, I think we've been warned about this one before, but it's worth a reminder, the calculator and then the percent sign. Oh, this one's sneaky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's basically a, a vault for you to keep yeah. photos, videos, browser history. A secret file folder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they think you're just calculating the a tip percentage for your date. No, no. Mm-hmm. Bad things going on. That one again is called calculator and then percentage. About how many emoji do you think you use in a single day, including like texting and sending an email, posting on Facebook? Huh. It's kind of hard to think. I mean, I think we probably use more than we think we do. 10 to 15. That's kind of how I feel too. It depends. Some some days I communicate a little bit less. I'm less active on texting and stuff. The average American sends almost 35 emoji per day across social media, text messages, and emails. 35. That's a lot. I know. I know. That's what I thought too. You must be an emoji repeater. Like one smiley face is not enough. You right. Three. three hearts. Is this a, a, a two heart message or a three heart message? Yeah. Even more interesting, men are more likely to be using emoji. Three more per day compared to women. Really? Mm-hmm. And this article from PR Newswire was basically talking about how in business we're using them more often than ever before. Mm-hmm. Which, well, I believe that. Yeah. Why do you say that? Because I think we're getting more casual in general. And I think that also stands for business too yeah yeah and they're saying that a lot of companies are using it as a marketing tool they put it in a subject line it's an attention getter mm-hmm. i think that we are going to very quickly get to the day where most all emails coming from companies that want you to buy stuff or hey it's old navy we have a sale there's going to be an emoji in that yeah. subject line i think i have a theory for why guys use it so much okay because we like to abbreviate our feelings yeah in in a general sense yeah well and so one of the experts on uh, quoted in this article says it's not really we think oh business there's no more formality it's yes that might be true but it's also that we can now communicate with imagery uh, like using these emojis we can communicate tone and feeling a little bit better so you send that email and it has a smiley face or laughing 
and you realize, okay, so this is supposed to be taken as more lighthearted. Mm-hmm. Don't don't read this the wrong way. So it's adding that level of emotion, emoji, yeah. with those little pictures. I think it's a textual applause sign. You know how they have the applause sign and the uh-huh. studio audiences? Yeah. It's kind of like that. Like, oh, I said something that seems like it should be taken in a funny way, but I'm not sure. Then you see the smiley face. And you're like, oh, yeah, okay. I'm and supposed to laugh at this. Three smiley faces, and you know, you're really supposed to laugh right. at it. <laughs> Have you seen the video of Ellen talking about people getting on her about sitting by George W. Bush? I did see it. I did see it. It is awesome. It is pretty awesome. So if yeah. you didn't hear the story, Ellen got invited to a Cowboys game um, to sit in Jerry Jones's suite. And in that suite, George W. Bush was sitting there um, with Laura Bush. And there's a picture, like they made it to the big screen. Did I say all the names right there? It's George W. and Laura, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Getting all my, my George Bushes and their wives in my head mixed <laughs> up. Um, and they made it on the big screen, which of course made it on national television. Some people were like, seeing Ellen sitting next to Bush restores my faith in America. Other people were not so kind with their words and mm-hmm. came at her for, you know, why are, why are you with him? Why would you be with him? And probably the other way around. People yeah. came at George Bush and said, why are you with her? And she, on her show, in her little monologue, her opening monologue, really said some important stuff. She said, we're different. We're all different from one another. And I think that we've forgotten that that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's, there's kind of this sense today, I feel like, that, you know... Hey, we should we should um, be kind to people we disagree with unless they hold this opinion. Right. You know, it's like certain opinions. If you hold them, it's like, well, no, we we can't we can't treat them with respect and mm-hmm. kindness. And Ellen just kind of said, "Listen, I'm friends with people I disagree with, so I'm friends with George W. Bush, and right. that's the way it is." You know. Yeah, and, and not just be kind, but like we think, okay, well, I will. I'll think good things about them or I'll pray for them, but I'm not going to actually sit with them and right. spend time with them. Mm-hmm. But here they are in very close proximity. They were literally the two seats next to each other. Granted, it was a big suite, so the seats were big. <laughs> right. But um, but she said, when I say be kind to everybody, I, I mean it. Be kind to everybody. So she's like, there's already people who are playing Christmas music and I'm kind to them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know who you are. Went through the drive-thru at Chick-fil-A yesterday. Got myself a Diet Dr. Pepper. And it All was right. her pleasure, apparently, to give me <laughs> that Diet Dr. Pepper. It's always their pleasure. It always is. Even when it ends up drawing blood. So this story, I don't know if you've seen it floating around Facebook. You you maybe have seen the picture. It's of a Chick-fil-A employee, Ninja Turtle style, popping his head out of a storm drain. <laughs> <laughs> like, looks like a Ninja Turtle. What happened was a lady opened the car door her phone bounced out and fell down in the storm drain. Oh, man. I bet that happened in slow motion, too. Mm-hmm. No! Yeah. So I guess it went down like the storm drain that, you know, you could like lay on your stomach and look down into. Mm-hmm. And so she went inside and told a manager, and God bless them, they opened up that little manhole, looked down in there. Lo and behold, there was the phone. Kid got down in there, got it out. before He ended up slicing open his finger. Oh, so in can a you storm him, drain. Right? Right? Ooh. I was thinking of the bacteria and possible infection. <laughs> 
You would, wouldn't you? Yeah, I would. <laughs> Most people would, yes. And I did. So he ran inside, cleaned the wound, removed the cover. So like he cleaned the wound and then got back in and retrieved her phone for her. <laughs> so can you imagine? She's like, thank you. And he's holding this like bloody finger going, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. <laughs> I'm going to go cry. I'm going to go bathe in hydrogen peroxide. <laughs> yes. But yes. It, she said, you know, before he got out, he asked me to take a picture of him coming out of this the drain. <laughs> He's like a little gopher. Yeah. He's like, hi. Yep. And she said, just another day at Chick-fil-A. Like, yeah. good job. Good yeah. job. Did I ever tell you the story? I had a similar experience. Similar, but different. It was in the parking lot of a Walmart. So I'm walking back to my car. I think I'd done some shopping. I'm walking back to my car. And right behind my car, there was one of those sewer, um, like, you know, the ones, the grates that you can look down into. Sure. And it was a, a woman who looked like she was maybe 50 years old, a young young adult with Down syndrome, and then um, a, an adult man. And the man was getting down into the the drain, into the sewer or whatever it is. And getting her keys. Oh, man. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you're a good guy for doing this. And he's like, I don't know. I don't see them. And I heard her say, oh, (laughs) they're right here. And she had them in her hand. In her hand? In her hand. In her hand. How do you miss that? I don't know. Well, I'll tell you how. I've uh, The other day, I searched through my purse for my phone, and it was sitting like right in my cup holder. So like, I mean... Yeah, but in your hand, you've it's never attached had your to you. sunglasses on your head, and you look through your your purse for them, Fernando. You know? Well, yeah. <sighs> I look through my purse. But then, yeah, I mean... Yeah, I guess it could happen that way, too. Yeah. Makes can sense. you imagine what was going through that guy's head as he's coming out of the <laughs> <Right>. drain? He's <laughs> a saint, for sure. One in four American adults has never eaten a vegetable. That's just really hard to believe. Yeah. I think what's sad is that that's probably folks that can't afford to buy vegetables. I don't know. Canned form either. But yeah, one in four American adults, adults, adults has never eaten a vegetable. Potatoes are a vegetable. French fries. Right. Onion rings are a vegetable, (laughs) technically. So the most popular, though, they asked the same people, uh, 91% said they like corn. The most popular vegetables are the least healthy vegetables, for sure. Corn's not good for you? No, it's sugar. It's just a bunch of sugar. So As, if I'm uh, if I have a bowl of sugar and a bowl of corn, I should just pick the sugar because it's the same pretty thing. much, I guess. Okay. Yeah, right. although that'll hurt your teeth too. <laughs> yeah, um, corn, that's true. potatoes, also sugar, mm. carrots, also sugar, and tomatoes, also high in sugar. Tomatoes are high in sugar. Yes. Yes. Even your keto diet, you know, all <laughs> the things that are all. high in sugar and high in carbs. I'm going to ruin your day. You're like an encyclopedia. Of bummer. Of, of bummer, right? <laughs> the encyclopedia of bummer. Um, so also in the top five, onions, green beans. So we're getting there. Green beans. Yes. Green. green. I'm not a fan of green beans. Actually. Shocking. I like Shocking. corn, potatoes, and <laughs> tomatoes. So here's the thing. So one in four adults has not eaten a vegetable. I'd like to hear from a kid whose parent does not like vegetables. 
Not that they've never eaten one, but kids, if your parents do not like vegetables and maybe they're like in it with you, they're like, we don't need to eat broccoli tonight. (laughs) I don't want to eat broccoli either. 800-223-9286. We're also going to tell you coming up the veggies that rounded out the bottom of the survey. One of mine is on there for sure. (laughs) Survey shows that one in four adults, a quarter of adults, has never eaten a vegetable. No fries, no onion rings. Do you think that they did? Do you think they allowed that to be considered? I would hope so, because they are vegetables technically. Yeah. yeah, there's there is a vegetable in there. There is, yeah. <laughs> so the top ten most popular vegetables among Americans: corn, potatoes, carrots, tomatoes, onions, green beans, cucumbers, broccoli, broccoli. I'm not a fan of broccoli. Shocking. Peas. I'm not a fan of peas. I'm okay with peas. I'm peas, fine with peas. Peas were the vegetable when I was a kid that my parents made a lot, like uh, okay. disproportionately so, and I do not like them. <laughs> and so it's like, why? Why do you do this to me? Do you not like me? Do you not want me here? <laughs> like drawing all kinds of conclusions <laughs> yeah. as a kid. I used to have to eat like these peas. the number of peas as years old I was. Really? Yeah. So at seven, I had to eat seven peas. And that was just torture at for 39, you. At 39, I have to eat 39, 39 peas. What? I don't like peas. Do they do that instead of candles on your birthday cake? <laughs> just give you a Happy plate of peas. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> here's Blow your punches your and here's your peas. Yeah, right. <laughs> so the most hated vegetables, according to this survey, and I'm on board with a couple of these. Um, turnips, they're fine. Whatever. Beets. Oh, beets are the worst. Isn't it funny that we all say that beets, well, a lot of people say that beets taste like dirt, yet we've never eaten dirt. Speak for yourself, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> radishes brussels sprouts you like brussels sprouts uh i'm okay it depends it depends i'm gonna find a good one for you sometimes you hear about guinness records and you're like yeah i'm not interested in trying to break that right world's longest fingernails right no nope. interest i don't need to hop on one foot for three hours right nope i'm good <laughs> but this one i thought we could try, but the way that he sold it, I'm like, well, maybe not. This guy from Idaho has tied. He was going to break it. He was trying to break it, but he has tied the record for identifying ice cream flavors while blindfolded. He had, what, one minute? Mm-hmm. He identified 11, which is the current record. So he has now tied the current record. He was going for 12, 12 ice cream flavors in one minute. See, I could do, I could probably do 12, but I couldn't do it in a minute. Yeah. Nowhere near a minute. (laughs) So he does, he's broken more than 100 Guinness records to promote STEM education. So he's got a method to his madness. Mm -hmm. But in this case, I guess the deal was that he could, he was allowed to pick out the ice cream flavors. So he actually practiced and prepared. And he he said all this, like, it's not as fun as it sounds because you have to practice. I'm like, no, anytime I eat ice cream, it's fun. You have to practice. In other words, you have to eat ice cream. Yeah. Right. A bunch of ice cream. But he said not all of the flavors, some flavors that he enjoys, like chocolate chip cookie dough. I really like chocolate chip cookie dough. But once you eat that piece of cookie dough, that is on your palate for the rest of the time. So it's like you have to choose flavors that are distinct enough to be mm-hmm. able to identify quickly, but not so distinct like coffee that it sabotages your your palate yeah there's a strategy to this Mm -hmm. yeah and he said all the practice was it was just not fun because it 
there was so much analyzing involved. I mean, brain freezes. And a lot of brain freezes. Brain freezes? Yep. So I guess what happened at the end, he identified 12 flavors, but he only managed to say half the name of the final flavor. It was Java Chip. And I think he said Java, which I don't get because, dude, you picked the flavor yourself. How did you not remember it was Java Chip? Maybe it was just that quick. Like you said, Java, time's up. Yeah. And he was going to say Chip, but he just got cut off. I still say I, I could, I would be up for this challenge. I would be up for it too. I mean, what's the... I'd try. Worst that free can happen? Well, well, you get to eat ice cream. Yeah, you get to eat ice on cream. On a mission. Right. Hey, thanks for listening to the Big Big House Morning Show Podcast.